Welcome to the Kenza Pod, brought to you by the Kenza Collective, a platform designed to teach parents how to leverage their existing skills and network to create a successful freelance business. On this podcast, we bring you inspiring stories from other parent entrepreneurs, and we share pro tips to help you build a sustainable business so that you can create a life and a living that truly works for your family. Welcome to another episode of the Kenza Pod. We are so excited today to welcome Michaela Quinn to hear her story of going from teacher to freelancer to freelance expert. After experiencing the incredible freedom that comes from working for yourself, Michaela became passionate about teaching other moms how to do the same thing. She has developed a reputation for being the go-to person to teach moms step-by-step how to build their own profitable freelancing business from scratch. So today we have the opportunity to not only hear her story, but also pick her brain about some of the ways that she teaches her students to get started. So welcome to the show, Michaela, and welcome to the show, Beth. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Yeah, we're excited. I've been, um, I think Michaela and I connected on Instagram, of course, um, you know, a while ago. And, you know, as we were putting together our season two schedule, I knew that she was someone I wanted to have on the show. We're obviously very aligned in trying to just encourage parents um, to at least give this path uh, a real shot and a real look. And um, so I'm just really stoked to find someone else out there who, you know, shares that passion specifically. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, and now more than ever, people yeah, exactly. need to know about freelancing as an option, not, and not just an option, like probably a better option in a lot of cases for some people than a traditional type job. Mm -hmm. And so I mean, I could go on and on about that. But I am just so excited to help you guys and join forces together to help make this known. Awesome. Well, let's just dive in. So how about you just tell us a little bit about who you are as a person, you know, where you live, kind of what your day to day looks like, what your family looks like? Who are you, Michaela? I'm Michaela Quinn. I am a wife and a mom. And I live in Lenexa, Kansas, which is a suburb outside of Kansas City. I'm born and raised here. I'm very much a hometown hometown girl will never move. I will never move. Um, I told my husband that he's also from Kansas city and, but another suburb, I'm like, we're moving in Lenexa and our kids are going to where I went to school and I can see my parents' house from my office window. Um, it's not close enough to where we could, like, there's a golf course separating. So it's a longer (laughs) drive and you're not supposed to walk on that. So it's, uh, my husband was okay with, with that close of a move to his in-laws because there's that separation sort of there. Um, but yeah, my day to day now looks a little, oh, not a little, a lot different from when I was teaching and to when I was operating as a freelancer. Um, now I'm in the online course creator role, so I don't actually do any client work at the moment, but my schedule now, gosh, three and a half years into being a online course creator, um, I wake up, take my daughter to school um drop her off we're lucky to be in person here i so i take her to school i come home i nurse the baby i've got um four kids three which are here my um second second baby first son he passed away when he was eight months old Mm. so um yeah i've got four kids three three with me here and feed the baby she's four months old then i try to go work out for about 20 minutes. That's my max. <laughs> and then it's the rest of the morning is, um, in my office Monday through Thursday. That's kind of my schedule. I just come get work done. Um, sometimes it's creating content. Sometimes it's recording a podcast for my, my show. Sometimes it's being interviewed for others, um, supporting my students and I work till noon and then noon to two is kind of hit or miss. Um, our, we have a nanny here, Monday through for Thursday, seven to about one. Um, so I have that that yeah. structured work time. Um, but again, that's a newer addition. I didn't leave my job. Like I left my job, did the full complete nap time hustle, and then um, started started adding in adding in childcare. And that's I mean, sounds boring. It sounds kind of 
mundane maybe to people, but it's what I, I, I love. I love this schedule right now for where I'm at in my life. Um, and I think that's the coolest thing about being self-employed, running your own business, freelancing especially, is you can create your ideal day, whatever that looks like. A lot of people want to talk about, oh, find balance. And I think it's all about finding your ideal day and, and what that looks like for you and then taking the steps to create that because my day probably looks different than someone else's and it's it's okay. Yeah, I love that. We talk a lot about um, instead of using the word balance, and I know this is kind of starting to go around a little bit more, but um, using the word really integration, you know, mm-hmm. just integrating, you know, what our work life and our, I don't know, personal or home life, whatever you want to call it, kind of just pulling that all together, you know, and even with mental health, physical health, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and just weaving this day together that incorporates all of that, depending on what you're feeling that you need that day, you yeah. know, and what your that. schedule looks like. And obviously there's days where you have to get something to a client, you know, you mm-hmm. have a deadline or you promise something or whatever, and you prioritize that. But you know, like for example, yesterday I was having a really, I had a really bad neck pain. I have kind of a bad neck and, um, I needed to just go lay down. I just had mm-hmm. to go, I could not hold my head up anymore. <laughs> and I had the freedom <laughs> to go do that, you know, and that really served the rest of my day and helped me show up for my daughter later on, because I had the freedom to, to do that, you know, rearrange mm-hmm. my week and kind of reflow what I had planned to support what I needed. Um, so yeah, I love, I love talking about that. Tell us about your transition into freelancing and, uh, why did you feel that you needed to take that leap? Yeah. So, um, before freelancing, I was a high school English teacher and I loved teaching. I was one of those weird people who knew from a really young age, exactly what they wanted to do. My mom was a teacher. And so I just, I grew up playing school in my basement with my American Girl dolls and sometimes a friend if they would come over and play school with me. Um, but and, and so I knew that's what I wanted to do. And I went to college, became a teacher, got um, a job at you know my dream school, and it was everything I wanted and loved until I had a child. As a teacher, like God bless all those teachers out there right now, like there is just so much that people don't see or realize that teachers do mm-hmm. on on a on a day-to-day weekly month year basis and it was fine when i was single and not married because i had nothing else to do in my off time um and being like being a first year teacher i was working 6:30 to 4:30 at the school and then i would come home eat dinner and work again from probably like seven to sometimes 11 midnight, just reading and like teaching myself before I'm showing up teaching these high school kids. Um, Because even though I went to college and got a degree, they don't, it's all theory. It's not like practical. Okay. This is going to be your lesson plan. And this is how you, what you're going to walk through, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that first year is really hard. And um, my first year I was planning a wedding second year got married and got pregnant right away and that second year teaching was still fine because i was you know just newly married and when you're married and you don't have kids there's not really a whole lot to do when you come home so working working in the evenings oh, the good was, old days sometimes right right <laughs> not that now is not amazing with a daughter but i know sometimes it is nice to just be like oh there's people out there who have spare time yeah like what is that Um, I never knew what spare time was because it was either always working or then I, you know, had kids. And that year while I was pregnant and like trying to navigate, okay, what, what am I going to do next year? I'm not like the idea of being a stay at home mom always kind of sounded like, oh yeah, sure. Like I can do that. Or, but then I also thought I'd be a teacher forever and my kids would go to the school I taught at. But when it came time to like look at daycares, we couldn't afford the fancy Montessori school because that would have been three-fourths of my paycheck. So we did the very inexpensive um, in-home daycare. And I mean, it was fine, but I just, it wasn't natural for me to like birth this baby who I loved so much and take her to someone else who was with her all day long. And mm-hmm. I became jealous and like bitter and resentful of everything that that second year when I was new mom and and still teaching like this job that I 
or actually that would have been my third year teaching because um, McLaren was born in June and then I went back in September and I just first and second year loved it, it was great but that third year it was like oh I am working so hard not making a lot of money at the end of the day logistically practically speaking and I want to be home with my daughter. I want to be able to, you know, have a slow morning. I want to be able to wake up, eat breakfast, have a dance party in our kitchen, go explore our town, you know, back when it was <laughs> safe to go to the children's museum and go to the park and do play dates and the mommy and me classes. That's what I wanted. And um, started talking to my husband about that. And he was like, <laughs> look at our look at our bills, look at our budget. Like you have to work. We can't, you can't quit. And that was all my, my third year teaching, especially that first semester back from September to like December of me just being like, I don't want to do this. I can't do this. And him being like, well, I mean, our other option is we sell the house and sell a car and, you know, just live on a budget. And he's like, I know you you're not going to be happy doing that either. Mm -hmm. And so I just mm -hmm. felt stuck and mad for a while. And finally I started like dabbling and Googling how to become a work at home mom, how to become a stay at home mom, all the stay at home mom things said the like go the full on Dave Ramsey budget envelope system. And I knew that wasn't going to work for us. Mm -hmm. And then the other options for like working at home at that time, there were, I mean, there still are a ton of scams that come up. Mm -hmm. Um, and a big option, obviously, if you Google like make money at home for moms is MLM. Um, I knew I didn't really want to do that either. So I tried a bow business. That was one of the first things. I didn't really know about freelancing yet. Um, I tried a bow business, making and selling these hair bows because daughter was a little baby. I was making her bows. I, I'm creative, crafty, sort of. So I was like, hey, I can sell these. And I sold a couple. But the profit margins it just wasn't there and i had no idea how to like turn this handmade business into something that was going to be sustainable and profitable for my family ongoing my back started hurting i was like our house was a mess with like hobby lobby supplies everywhere <laughs> and you were still working so and i was still working yeah but i like i did this for about two months i was like i'm gonna be the freshly picked moccasins of the bow industry and um, I did a craft show and, and sold like eight bows, made $80. Nice. But it just, I kind of wrapped that up and quit. And so I started that like October, November, by January, I was like, this isn't going to work. Kind of wrapped that up. So I was still working and I was at Christmas uh, about five years ago. And my husband's cousin, she just had a baby too. And we were talking and she asked me, like, how are you doing? Like, how's work? Blah, blah. And I started just being bluntly honest with everyone when they would ask that. I'm like, terrible. I hate it. Like, I need to find something else to do. This is what I want. And everyone else would laugh at me and be like, ha, ha, ha. Like, that doesn't exist. But she was like, hey, I found this website because she was in a very similar position to me. And I'm working as a virtual assistant for this pottery sharp shop in New York city, you should check it out. And the website was hiremymom.com. So, oh, yeah, which so, sounds kind of sketchy, right? <laughs> like, what are you hiring my mom for? <laughs> <laughs> and so I looked into the website and it's all just, it, back then it was all these virtual, flexible, independent contract positions for moms. And so I signed up for a three month subscription just started applying to anything and everything. Fin finagled our budget with my husband and my mother-in-law to where I could go part-time my fourth year teaching while I was trying to replace, you know, my income, but still still get paid. And with the daycare savings and going part-time and salary loss, um, I was technically class classified as like three-fourths time because I didn't take a planned period. So I showed up and like worked no break all day long. And it was, it was roughly about the same. Um, but anyways, I found HireMyMom.com in January, and I didn't land my first client until the following August, like when I was, it was roughly the 
oh gosh, what was it? The professional development day, like first day back at school. And that's when I finally, finally got the like, okay, you're hired. Nice. And, um, that must've been such a great feeling. Such a great feeling. It took for, I mean, not forever, but I mean, now like women join my program and I'm able to help them land clients in like less than 30 days because they, I've kind of figured out through the process of like what I did way wrong and, um, what to do to speed up that process, which I'm excited mm-hmm. to share about with you guys. But yeah, it, then that year, um, I was teaching part-time building freelance part-time. Um, it wasn't even really until about November of that year, which would have been 2016. So landed first client in August, about three, four months until I really saw that this was going to replace my income and that there was this huge mm. world of opportunities. I thought I had just mm-hmm. won the jackpot where this random business coach from New Jersey was going to pay me $20 an hour to do all this random stuff. And then mm-hmm. she gave me a project that changed my life and really opened up this whole new world. And from then I was, I had tripled my teacher take home pay by February, mid February, March of 2017. Nice. Um, working fifteen, working fifteen hours a week. Yeah. Nice. So, like, I don't nice. know where everyone is as far as like income needs. All I needed to be able to be fine was a thousand dollars a month. But, um, to you know, be able to quit and walk away mm-hmm. by that February, um, March time when I was pregnant with baby number two as well. I was working 15 hours a week as a freelancer, bringing in $3,500 a month. Wow. It, it, I mean, it was, it was crazy compared to teaching where I brought home a thousand working 55, 60 hours a week, teaching right. English, grading right. papers, reading all that. It was, it was a no brainer. That is such a great story. And I think that re- probably resonates, certainly resonates with me. And I know it resonates with a lot of our listeners that, you know, you kind of just get to a point where you're like, I will do whatever it takes. Like, I don't care. I don't care how hard I have to work to get to this place. I remember I I took my daughter to daycare. She was four months old and, Mm -hmm. and it was like the worst day ever at work. I like went and saw her on my lunch break and totally broke down. And I came home that day and I looked, I looked at my husband and I was like, I am not ever taking her back there. I don't care if we have to pull all of our money out of our retirement. I don't care if we live on nothing. I don't care if we have to sell the house. I don't care what we have to do, but I'm not. And the place wasn't bad. It wasn't the place. It was just, it was my four month old little baby. And I wasn't going to, I think what it was, I'll never forget. I like walked back in the room to find her. I like went and saw her on my lunch break and she was just like sleeping in this like sea of cribs. And she was just like, just one of the babies, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was just like, no, mm -mm. (laughs) she's not one of the babies. She's my baby. And, uh, yeah. And so it's just, it's really amazing that, that like inner thing that like switches on when you become a parent of like, I, I don't care what I have to do, but I know what's right in my bones and you fight for it, you know, and you work really hard and you yeah. can do it. And, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, what a great story. Good for I you. Had a, I had a similar story one, but I, ugh, stupid husband couldn't, couldn't just up and quit. Um, he's an attorney, so very, very risk averse and like very much a traditional, you go to college, you get a degree and you work in that degree for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Colin. Um, but there was one day, it was like three, four months. I had dropped McLaren off at school. Drop off was fine. But then I would come and pick her up. When I picked her up, she just burst into tears one day, just like, oh. and that just made me like, Oh my gosh, did she think I was never coming back? Like what is going through this little four month old baby's heart? And uh, that was like my motivation of, I am going to find something. I am not going to settle. I don't care who laughs at me when I tell them what I want, what mm-hmm. I'm looking for. I'm just going to keep telling. I, I ha- There's just this faith and belief that there's was something out there I could do. Yeah. And um, a lot that. of people would tell me, start it in home daycare. Like I love my kids, Ugh. but other people's kids. <laughs> Um, I wanted freedom. I wanted to be able to go do things around, you know, our town. I had this magical idea that I'd be at the gym every morning and I'm not, but (laughs) I I wanted that freedom. So that wasn't going to work. There were like call center options, but those paid $10 an hour and I wasn't going to 
do that. Um, what, what else did people tell me? Oh, my dad kept saying like, oh, just go get a job at a, he thought it was like teaching was the problem. Go get a job mm. at a company and you'll, you know, double your salary and all that. And it's like, dad, mm. that's not what I want either. At some point. Okay. So you then just continuing along on your story. So you transitioned finally fully into freelancing and you were doing like virtual assistant type of stuff or what were you doing at that point? Yeah. So I was doing virtual assistant work. Um, my very first client was a business coach out of New Jersey and I'm in Kansas city. So hundred percent virtual. She needed help with basic things like email management, um, organizing spreadsheets, um, some light social media stuff like scheduling posts, doing some engagement, very, very simple stuff to start. One of like, one of the things that took me forever to land that first client was in the initial when I was just, you know, on that job board and applying to every job was I just sent the same copy pasted resume cover later cover letter to all of the positions. Um, once I started specializing each email, each, even my resume to each of the positions that I was like putting myself out there for. Once I started customizing them to each person, their job, their business, whatever, that's when I started to get like those, those callbacks. And then in that process, so I, I realized that was my issue kind of in April, April ish. And so then I started fixing that and then, okay, I started getting some of those discovery calls with people. And then um, I realized I was getting on these calls and I was getting down to like the final two or three candidates. And then they would always go with the other person. And I was like, oh, why are they going with someone else? What is, like, what is, what is the issue? What am I doing wrong? So I just kind of evaluated that objectively, tried to let go of any of the shame attached to that and just what, what could I do better? And I realized it all comes, it all came back down to them saying, we went with someone who had a little bit more experience. Mm. And for uh, like, you know, a day, I was like, oh man, I'm never gonna get a job because I don't have experience. I can't change that. And I realized, okay, you can't change your experience, but what you can do is start talking about your experience in a way that highlights what you can do and how you truly do have the skills and talents necessary for this role, even though you don't have hard, tangible experience. And so this first client, mm -hmm. I knew going in to our discovery call, she needed help with some of that basic research stuff and some social media management stuff and engagement. And so on our call, when I knew that call, that question was going to come up, what's your experience? I wrote out my answer. I practiced it ahead of time. And I was just super, you know, finally, after the hundredth time, <laughs> confident in delivering <laughs> that, that answer. And I just told her, you know what, look, if I can teach, I don't have any specific social media management experience as far as a business goes, but I am a mom and, you know, I'm frequently on social media. I know how it works. I know how it operates. But as a classroom teacher, my biggest job is getting my students engaged. And if I can get them engaged in talking about ancient texts like Beowulf and the Iliad and the Odyssey and Macbeth, I can get your audience talking about whatever it is you want. And that sold her. She was like, okay, on that call, like you're hired, let's, let's do this. And so my very first projects were her, were those basic research, um, going in her inbox and just deleting and unsubscribing from the spam, scheduling anything for her, just very admin basic. And then as we started to get a, you know, good relationship, there was trust built up. She started handing off more projects to me. And one of those projects was researching all of these other Facebook groups. So she, this was like back when Facebook groups were really big and everyone had a Facebook group and that's how you built your business. And she gave me like these 10 groups. These are 10 great entrepreneur based Facebook groups, go in their group, kind of just research, see what they're doing and create a plan to build my group to be like these people. And so I joined all these groups and I started to see all of these other entrepreneurs and business owners posting, Hey, I'm, I need help with, I need a virtual assistant, or I'm looking for a social media manager, or I, you know, all of these freelance type services. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this woman is paying me like $500 a month. 
And these, there's now this sea of like tens of thousands of people that are also posting, I'm looking for this, I'm looking for this. It was just like light bulb, there's a huge opportunity here. What I try and tell people is like, just get your foot in the door in a company. And just like you did, you know, if you don't have direct exact experience, connect the dots for them. Don't make it hard for them to try and figure it out. Connect the dots, remove that friction and remove that need for them to figure it out. Say, yeah, I, I don't have exact experience in this exact thing, but what I do have is this, this, and this. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, I know that that can translate easily and I'm a really quick learner or whatever. And yeah. those are the people, those are the clients that are going to be your long-term clients because you're showing up, you're doing the work, you're figuring it out, you're getting them results and you're doing what you say you're going to do. They're going to want to keep finding projects for you Oh yeah, because finding good people is really hard and it's very time consuming. And mm -hmm. if anyone out there listening has ever been on the hiring side in their company at all, you know how just thousands of dollars in time it costs and even in investment to work with a recruiter or run ads or whatever it does to take whatever it takes to get people in the door and then get them trained and get them ready to go. You know, if you can just come in and be a go getter, which all pretty much all parents and especially the people who are listening to this podcast are that's all you really need and the rest will get it figured out. I think Beth, you like to say a lot, like once you can figure, like figuring that part out, you know, that's the hardest part. We'll help you with the, the tax side of it and the business and the finances and the project management, whatever mm -hmm. you just go focus on figuring out what it is you want to offer and go find those clients and the rest of it's the easy part, and, you know, <laughs> and figuring out what the market is looking for too and where your market is. I mean, we live in a huge country, right? There's a market for everything somewhere. It's figuring out where that is and how to connect with them and how to keep that remote and how to keep that, you know, on your terms. Um, but once you can kind of identify, you know, I'm really good at this and, and your teaching experience is fantastic. You know, that that's a great example. Um, so that's the thing. I mean, once you have the product, which is you, mm -hmm. um, you can figure out how to do build a business around it. Yeah. So it's a great story. Cause I mean, there's running a business. You guys know running online business, having a podcast, having digital products. There is so much that goes into that. Whereas like if anyone listening, if they are doubting, if there's enough opportunity, if there's enough work out there, well, Oh, so many people are already doing it. There are so many business owners. There are so many business owners and new people starting businesses each and every single day because of the pandemic, those businesses need support people to help them. Um, and not every business has the amount of work or the budget for a full-time employee. Myself, I've got five, six different contractors I work with on a monthly basis, each in different special specialties. Um, you know, maybe eventually I'll be at the point where I need a full-time employee, but for now it's, it's great for us. Yeah. Yeah. And you can really piece it together. And, um, you know, that the other myth that we talk about a lot that we just continue to bust is that, you know, people thinking you're going to be constantly having to hustle to find new work and find new clients. And it's like, I, I was shocked. I thought that too, going into it. And I was just prepared to do it. Like we were talking about, you're ready to do whatever you have to do. Mm -hmm. But I, within a, within a month, I had three clients and I was fully booked and mm -hmm. these clients just kept coming, just kept coming to, you know, like with work, I mean, and I was just like, uh, I got to a point where I was like a year and I'm like, I'm kind of bored with these three clients, you know, like I kind of, I kind of want some different clients now. Can I go look for, but you know, they had me fully booked for the time that mm -hmm. I wanted to work. And so that's just, you know, a different problem. I'm doing air quotes for those of you listening problem to have, but, um, you know, just be a good worker. Like I know everyone listening is, and you're either going to get referred or you're going to keep, you know, they're just going to keep finding work for you to do. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, it can like in uh, an example for me personally, right now, a client is coming back around because their work is seasonal and they're like, Hey, we worked with you last year. Can we work with you again this year? And so now I have the next six months lined up with them and that's great. You know? Yeah. So, um, you'll just be, it's not as hard as some people might think it might be. It's just, it's not that crazy. Yeah. The hardest thing is putting yourself out there and taking yeah, exactly. that first action step because mm -hmm. so many people have a fear of failure. Like what if no one hires me? What if I make a mistake? What if, you know, I call it the, what if downward spiral doom. Yeah. <laughs> and 
literally there are people with more ex or I mean, not more experience, less experience out there than people probably listening that are working with clients. And it's all because they took action. I think the biggest factor of success is that mindset and that belief that, Hey, I can do this. I can do this. Mm -hmm. I might not know how to yet, but I know from podcasts, from other resources that I can learn how to do this. And yeah. the hardest part is taking that action to put yourself out there because there's so much work out there to be found. People just need to know that you can help them exactly. and that you're available for hire. Right. And the other thing to keep in mind is like, hey, if it doesn't work out for whatever reason, you can always just go get another job. You can always go go back into that world and find another job. Those are mm -hmm. those will still be there too. Okay, so I'm going to keep moving us along. We're trying to keep our podcasts around the 40 minute mark for all of you in listener land. Um, and so let's this is a New Year's New Year's resolution, <laughs> right, Tiff? <laughs> Um, so this this may this may fit in with what we've just been talking about um, earlier. You mentioned that there's some uh, something about a skills assessment that this is something you do. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah. So I think one of the first blocks to like learning about freelancing and like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pursue this. I'm gonna give this a go. One of the first blocks that you have to figure out is what your skills are, what service you're going to offer. And it doesn't matter what job you're in now, whether you are a stay-at-home mom, whether you are a teacher, a nurse, a waitress, um, you're working corporate Fortune 500 company, you have a profitable skill set that you can leverage right now. And so my big thing is helping women get started with their current skill set so that they don't have to spend all this time learning something new. Um, because learning, let's be honest, learning is safe. You could spend all your time in the learning and the planning phase and then never take that action and never see that you have a profitable business. So what I like to do is help women figure out, okay, what could I offer and help people with today? And so if it's okay with you, I'll just walk you through that process that I kind of yeah, walked yeah, people right. through. It's simple, simple little process, but the first step is to just write down all your jobs. Every job you've had, every job you've been paid to do or unpaid unpaid work works here too. Like if you've done, if you've been a stay at home mom and you've done volunteer work, if you're a stay at home mom and you've been managing your house, like that is a job though it's not paid. So write down kind of all of those jobs you've held. And then step two is to think about, you know, okay, which ones are your, are your favorite? The top two or three circle, at least your top three favorite jobs that you've had. And for those three, I want you to go through the, the next part of the process, which step two for those top three jobs is to think about what are the hard skills that you had with that job. And these hard skills are also, they're like tangible things that you had to show up and do on a day-to-day -day, day -day basis. So for example, me as a teacher, my hard skills were planning lessons, conducting class, um, communicating with parents, collaborating with other teachers. Those were tangible things that I had to do each day to do my job. So brainstorm all of the tangible things that you had to do, um, AKA I call this your hard skills, brainstorm all those out, brain dump it. Step three then for each hard skill that you wrote down, I want you to draw an arrow next to it. So if you're doing this kind of, you know, on a piece of paper, it can be job at the top teacher and then column down hard skills, draw an arrow next to it. And then I want you to think about the skill or talent, um, or sorry, not skill, the talent or like personality strength that you have that allowed you to excel at that hard skill. And I call these your soft skills. And I think this is a lot of time, myself included, when I was thinking about, you know, going through that freelance process and applying for jobs, I kept telling myself, I don't have anything to offer. I don't have anything to offer. That is absolutely not true. I just was looking at my hard skills of the like planning lessons, all of those things. And like the only thing my skill set is good for is teaching. That's absolutely not true. And it was when I started to look at the soft skill, like my natural personality strengths, that I really started to see, okay, here's what I can run with. So step three um, look at all those hard skills and what is the soft skill or strength that allows you to excel at that. For example, for me, 
planning and conducting class next to each of those, I, I wrote something that had to do with like problem solving and creativity. Um, those were my greatest strengths as a classroom teacher. I was a really good teacher. I loved it, I'm telling my baby. And um, those, those were my strengths. And so then knowing those soft skills, like when you're getting on those calls with potential clients or talking to them and they ask you that, what's your experience question? Like you said, Tiffany, instead of just saying, oh, I have none, you acknowledge, well, I haven't you know, done that specifically, but, and focus on what you do have in your, your natural strengths, that's going to sell yourself. That's going to seal the deal for people. And so then step four, once you've done all that brainstorming process, and it might, you know, spend 20, 30 minutes really, really putting effort into this. And then step four is just to evaluate the list. What do you notice? What stands out to you? For me, when I did that, it was the creativity and the problem solving that stood out to me. Step five, um, translate that to the freelance space. Okay, which for some of you, that's going to be really stinking easy. Um, some of the top freelance services that you could offer are graphic design, web design, virtual assistant, social media manager, copywriter, podcast manager, podcast editor, um, Pinterest manager. There's there's a lot of different ones. And um, step five is just kind of figuring out, okay, which one does my skill set align with right now? And for some of you, if you do a lot of writing in your day job, you might get started as a copywriter or content writer. Um, but for those of you, you know, maybe you do a lot of marketing in your day job, you can get started as a social media manager or a digital marketer. But for those of you who you you're looking at your skill set and you're like, my hard skills, there's just nothing there. Focus on your soft skills. If you are a problem solver, if you are creative, those could e either kind of transition into either doing social media management or getting started as a virtual assistant and virtual assistant, I think is a really great place to start because you're going to learn so much about all of these different areas. You're gonna learn what you hate doing and you're also gonna learn what you love so that as you start to take on more clients and grow your business, you can start to specialize in something, thus doing more of what you love and also starting to charge more so that you can, you know, in some cases, I've had women that start out as virtual assistants charging $20 an hour that then end up six months later charging $75 an hour as an online business manager. Glad you mentioned the online business manager. We um, we actually had someone on the podcast talk specifically about what, it, what an online business manager mm -hmm. is. So if that's something that sounds interesting to you, um, I would encourage all of our listeners to go check out our series um, at, on our website. Um, called So You Want to Be A, and it's specifically talking to parents who are doing some, there are some of those more traditional sort of copywriting mm -hmm. roles, but um, also some of the lesser known um, freelance or consultant type roles out there. And we just say, hey, what does your day-to-day -day look like? How do you do this? What What is this job? What is this role? What does it mean to be an online business manager? What is it, you know, we interviewed a real estate agent, you know, mm -hmm. like things that um, you are just maybe curious about. Um, and so I love that assessment. I, I think that's such a great exercise to go through and really just, I kind of pictured it in my head of like someone having a narrow focus of like, oh, but I'm just a teacher. And it's like, it's like turning, you know, it's like mm -hmm. turning around and looking at that from a different angle and being like, you're not just a teacher at all. Mm -hmm. In fact, you can interact with parents and you have that emotional intelligence to help kids. And, you know, there's so much that goes into mm -hmm. that and there's so much that goes into every job. So just looking at it from a new perspective um it's just so valuable that's thank you so much for walking everyone through that michaela yeah and i really one thing i just want to say is if you're having those doubts and you're having those i'm just uh, or i whatever it is absolutely normal almost everyone that i work with starts out saying that and then i tell them go through this bring it to me screenshot it share it tag me on instagram and i'll be like oh i see this i'm really great at seeing like people's strengths and being like you you should run with this you should look into this but really really write this down and then put it somewhere because there's going to be a day where you tell yourself i don't have the experience or i don't have any skills to offer it's going to be a you know a it's a recurring evolving kind of mindset shift that you have to make but if you have this brainstorm dump 
right there. It's like something tangible you can literally hit yourself with and be like, no, I have skills. I do have experience. Yeah. I do have something valuable that I can offer people. And exactly. that's going to make all the difference because if you're sitting there t- saying, I don't, I can't, you won't. But if you continually remind yourself, I can do this, I can do this. And listening to the Kinza Collective podcast, going through those different stories of the So You Want to Be a just hearing more stories and examples of women who have done something similar to what you want to do is going to kind of help you start to see that you can, you can too. Exactly. And what's cool about those stories is even though they're from all different industries, all different backgrounds, different ages, their kids are different ages, you know, all those things, their stories all start start out very, very, very similarly. They're like, Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure exactly what I was going to do. I knew I could do this, this, and this. So I just started there. And, you know, yada, 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 10 years later, I'm doing this now, or five years later, (laughs) even two years later, I'm doing this totally different thing. But the point is they just got started. And um, yeah, uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. we just can't, we just can't like iterate that enough. You know, it's just like, uh, you know, it's a leap of faith. Yeah. yeah, it's it a is. it's a leap of faith, and you just have to get some guts and go for it. Go for it. Mm-hmm. You'll be you'll be incredibly surprised at what's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so um, let's start to get to a little bit of a wrap up here. Mm-hmm. I want to move into hearing about the programs you offer, Michaela, um, and and just maybe hear some just general, just, I mean, I know we kind of just went through some good advice in terms of like, just, just get going, you know, mm-hmm. but maybe, um, you know, tell us about your programs and just let's, let's wrap up with a little bit of note of encouragement, kind of next steps for, for our listeners in listener land. Yeah. So I'll say this, one thing that really helped me through those like the time of putting myself out there and not landing a client, not landing a client and feeling discouraged, but staying motivated and like determined to make it happen was having a really clear picture in my mind of what I wanted my life and my day to look like. And that is what kept me going when it was hard. And like when I got rejection after rejection, I I knew what I was going after and starting a business is going to be hard. It it's, it's not easy. Um, again, the, that hardest part is putting yourself out there, but it is, it has been so worth it for me. If you are in that place, kind of where I was at that stuck, like oh, there's gotta be something better. Like, can I do this? Absolutely. Yes, you can. And if, if you're sitting there kind of where I was and thinking, I want to do this, I need to do this. And go, first of all, go through that skills assessment, get an idea of what um, service it might be that you want to offer. And then if you're brave, which you gotta be a little bit brave to, to start a business, I would just start reaching out to some people, you know, make a list of like people in your, in your personal network that are business owners, whether it, you know, real estate agents, if you know anyone who has a handmade shop, if you know anyone who owns a restaurant, if you know anyone who owns a painting company, just like make a list of those people in your life who, you know, have businesses and reach out to them and just say, Hey, I'm, I'm thinking of getting started, you know, offering freelance social media marketing or freelance virtual assistant admin services to different business owners. I just wanted to see, is that something that like you see in, in your, in your circle yet people hiring freelancers? Um, cause number one, it's just going to like, I, I will bet you, I mean, if you do this, if you reach out to at least 10 people that, you know, have business owners in your personal network and not one person says like, Oh, you know, I totally need that help. Or, you know, I I have started to see people, you know, talk about this. If you reach out to 10 people and not one person says something that gives you encouragement to show that like there is opportunity out there, I will Venmo you a dollar. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a a, challenge has been thrown. The challenge has been thrown. (laughs) Yes. And if you do do it and hear something, please let me know. But just taking out and reaching out and starting to have those conversations and not even of like, it's not a, Hey, you should hire me. It's a, Hey, are you seeing this? Do you see a need for this? And you will be shocked at what opportunities come up. A girl in my program the other day um, told me she landed her uh, veterinarian 
as a client for bookkeeping and payroll services because they were just, she was texting her about her cat and issues. And she said something of, oh yeah, bookkeeping. And the vet was like, hey, I'm looking for a bookkeeper. Can I hire you? Oh my gosh. Like she just had a conversation and didn't go into it with, you should hire me. So um, that's a quick action step you could take. It could lead into a potential client or or it could just lead into you seeing validation that like, yes, this is needed. I want to throw one thing out real quick, just along those lines, just as an idea for people, um, because this is something I've been noticing a lot in my day-to-day life and that veterinary example reminded me. And so I want to throw this nugget out to anybody listening is, um, so we're going through the process of signing our daughter up for, to start a preschool in a couple of months. And I noticed that they have not really fully like transitioned into using technology to its fullest extent (laughs) to be nice. (laughs) And it just is causing, I can, sh- I can see that it causes a lot of work on the parents' end and a, probably a, even more work on their end. I know it does. And Patat uses them parents. It's totally, losing them money. Totally. Oh my gosh. I, I know for sure. Like if, if I didn't love where she's going to go so much, I'd be like, God, this is such a hassle, you know? And so I've actually been thinking about as I get more into a relationship with with the director there um, saying, hey, would you love some help digitizing your onboarding process and cleaning up? And because the thing is, is that she is um, she her audience are, you know, people about, you know, my age in their 30s, 40s or whatever, who have kids and and their expectations of of how uh, how a process could go are pretty high. And if you can just meet them there, that could just do a lot. And there's a lot of local businesses around that could use that kind of help. And um, dance I've studios. even talked to, yeah, dance studios, anything like that, where you could be like, hey, I'll put together a simple like Squarespace site for you. You can't rely on Yelp, you know, or, mm-hmm. um, hey, let me help you digitize your onboarding and run through that with you and, and mm-hmm. train your team and, and all that kind of stuff. So there's opportunities. If you're looking for opportunities, you will see them. And you just can't be afraid to say something like I'm looking forward to talking to this person and being like, let me help you with this if you're interested. And she'll know that I'm, you know, well-intentioned and I know I don't like need her. You know, I know I'm not like desperate for that job, but it would be great to help. And maybe we do a little trade. So I just wanted to throw that out there of like, look for opportunities that may not be so straightforward. Like, I don't even know what you would call that service, but I'm, you know, it doesn't matter. You can get paid for doing anything, you know? Oh yeah. Systems, operations. Yeah. Yeah. And, and never, never overlook the fact that other people, uh, especially other business owners are always looking to be helpful in one way or another. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, people who own their own businesses have a customer service orientation. And if you approach them as, you know, just not, not, not necessarily a customer, but, but somebody in their network who's saying, Hey, I, I need help answering a question. Can you help me? Most business owners are such troubleshooters that they'll be like, Hey, uh, have you talked to this person and Mm -hmm. this person and this person and this person? Because that's just naturally the way they conduct themselves. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and also people love to help other people Mm -hmm. deep, deep down inside. I mean, some people act like they don't, but they really do. Yeah. So, (laughs) (laughs) so think of that too. Awesome. Well, let's start to wrap up. Michaela, tell us about your um, your programs and where people can find you and get involved in um, in what you do. Yeah. So probably one of the best places to go to find out and learn more about me is Instagram. Um, I'm at Michaela.Quinn. And in my link in bio, I have a link to one of my free resources, which is an ultimate freelance guide. It's going to walk you through um, the skills assessment as well as have like a checklist of everything you need to do to build your business and a couple other goodies in there. And um, that's that's a great kind of first way to kind of dive in. And then my program is called Overwhelmed to Overbooked. And I there's kind of a couple different components to it. Number one, there is the course side of it, which is provides the step by step. This is like what you need to do and how to do it to build your business with templates and everything in there. Um, It directly mimics the checklist and the free resource. And then Mm -hmm. there's a skills training component because I added that um, probably in the last year and a half. Um, 
even though I knew I had skills training and I, I have people go through the skills assessment, there's still that I don't have experience that holds people back. And so I created um, tutorials and my team created tutorials on some of the most common things that business owners are outsourcing right now. So we, we have that skills oh, cool. training resource as well as um, there is a coaching component to it where there's a Facebook group, um, weekly coaching calls with me on Wednesday and job leads. Cool. And so my my big thing is there are um, kind of like five five key steps you need to have to build that solid foundation. And then step mm-hmm. six is all about taking action. And um, I'll teach you how to, where to go, how to put yourself out there, templates to have those conversations for everything you need um, and, and landing clients. And just try to encourage you to, to take action and rip that bandaid. We got a 30 day land your first client challenge in there too. So that's the program. Um, if anyone is looking for, for some support, um, I would love, love, love to meet you. Love to hear what you're looking for and see if I'm a fit to help you. We, we joked in the beginning when we were talking before we hit record about how to introduce you and, and I just want to show that you went from teacher to freelancer to freelancer teacher. Mm-hmm. And you did really come full circle, you know, you, yeah. you are a teacher, you are teaching, just maybe not in the traditional way that you thought you'd be teaching in a classroom, but you are <laughs> taking so much great skill set and um, passion and helping other people and teaching other people how to do this. And that's, um, that's really awesome. So thank you for being out there in the world and doing this because Ultimately, you know, we here at, at Kenza believe that this work of, of supporting parents in this way is really um, our way of changing the world, you know, mm-hmm. and when when parents can show up um, fully supported and they're able to really take care of themselves and then show up for their kids in that way, um, then our kids get raised healthier and mm-hmm. better. And then those kids go out in the world and that's how, you know, the snowball, the good snowball effect starts to happen. And so this is really, really, really important work. So thank you for being out there and doing this, Michaela. Thanks for putting right back at you guys. Right back at you. (laughs) Right on. Yeah. Kumbaya, everyone. (laughs) Kumbaya. All right. Well, we will, of course, um, link to all of the um, all of the ways that you can find Michaela and connect with her um, in the show notes here. So be sure to check that out. And thank you again, Michaela, for your time and for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for having me. Hey, are you new to this whole running your own business thing and not really sure how to get started? We've got you covered. Check out our signature course. You can do this. In it, we answer all of your burning questions like, what services should I offer? How do I find clients? How do I price myself? How do I set up and manage a simple financial system? How do taxes work? What do I need to be doing to ensure that I'm creating an intentional and healthy business? This is a great course for someone who is in their first year of business or is just curious about what it might take to launch their own freelance business. We offer it at a crazy low price of just $29, despite the amount of incredibly helpful content, because we are so, so, so passionate about empowering you to create a life and a living that truly works for your family. Head over to kenzacollective.com slash you can do this to get started today.